4: Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out 5reasonsports.com for all the latest South Florida sports news. It is totally free. Also, check out the new Five Rings Canes on our platform. Josh Darrow still involved, but Alex Dono and Larry Bluestein taking a more prominent role there, and we'll be adding a bunch of contributors. So we're going to get Five Rings Canes to the same level in terms of contributors and everything else that we are getting the Heat platform. Also, check out Three Yards Per Carry. They've got a new trailer for their third season. But we've got big news, and then you guys can turn off the podcast after this because I know a lot of you are just tuning in for this. We have two tickets to give away to the Dwayne Wade jersey retirement game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So you can watch Colin Sexton pound the ball into the hardwood for 24 seconds, and you can watch Dwayne Wade get his jersey retired. Here's all you need to do. Follow Lamas Dental on Instagram. That's L-A-M-A-S, Dental, on Instagram. And tag three friends on their posts. So go to the Instagram post, and you just have to tag three friends. So obviously bringing people to the Instagram account. The winner will be chosen by Lamas Dental 48 hours before the game. So that's Thursday. So this this podcast is going to post overnight into Wednesday. You've got a little bit of time. The more friends that are tagged, the more entries into the giveaway and of course the game is saturday night february 22nd at 8 p.m and now today's episode welcome to five on the floor a
5: miami heat and nba podcast i'm ethan skolnick with alf sydney aka Al 954 brought to you by the five reasons
4: sports network All right, Ethan Skolnick back in South Florida, as is Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Alphonse Sydney. Where were you this weekend, Alf, that you, you couldn't make it to, to, to All-Star Weekend?
2: No, it wasn't this weekend. It was uh, the, the the next weekend I'm being in Columbia, and the week beforehand I had a trade show, so it was just too much time to ask off for So I missed the frigid tundra of Chicago too damn bad.
4: Well, yeah, you also missed All Star Weekend, but other than that, yeah. um, you're, you're going to Columbia. Which Columbia? The college I went to, or the country? No, Med-
2: I'm going to Medellin. Ah, so I probably won't be back, if knowing my history with Colombian women.
4: <laughs> I would just, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna stay, you up I, I'm gonna stay silent on that. <laughs> it's just. Damn, we don't really need you on this podcast. Um, also with us today, because now Alpha is going to be shown the door, Nikias Duncan. You can follow him at Nikias NBA. He's the one who tweets things, and they get 6,000 retweets. Um, Nikias is back. Were you back in South Carolina at this point?
3: Yes, sir, I am. Yes, sir. Yeah, Glad to be me, sir, with son. Anyway.
4: Yeah, well, by the way, there's a photo uh, that the three of us took together, and it was pointed out to me that I am the same age as Alex and Nikias combined. Because um, I celebrated my, <laughs> my, celebrated my birthday over the weekend. And uh, actually, I think I'm a year older than the two of you combined, so don't give it to me. Wow. But, uh, we talk were asking stats. Right. That's a stat, right? We're asking people to name our album. Uh, what did somebody somebody call it? Two Live Crewnecks? Is that what, what was it? Something two
5: Live Crewneck,
4: yeah. Yeah, Two Live Crewneck. All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about All-Star Weekend here. Alf was not there, so we've got a little bit of an outsider's perspective on this. Um, I'm going to start from the heat perspective. Uh, and kind of what we witnessed there. And I called it a, a very good weekend for the Miami Heat. The Heat are relevant again in a way that they have not been really for years. I mean, the only one keeping them relevant was Dwayne and his return, and then that whole show with him getting added as a late all-star last year. But to have six guys participating this time around, or at least six were supposed to, Tyler Hero couldn't because of the injury. but And also to be in the middle of controversy with one of them, to have a breakout star and another one. Um, and then, of course, there's some issues about why maybe the two All-Stars didn't play as much, especially down the stretch of the game. I said, you know, this weekend was so good, Dwayne Wade would give it a 9 out of 10. Um, <laughs> so, let's start with you, Nikias. What did we learn, if anything, about the Heat's contingent this weekend?
3: Um, that their young core is a lot better than that has been given credit for, I believe. Um, as great as Bam out bio has been this year, I think seeing him win the skills competition probably shed more light from a national perspective. Um, seeing him nail all of the passes in the skill competition. Uh, I think he went, what, three of six from three throughout the whole thing. Um, really, just, It was really just an introduction to Bam out bio on the national stage. I think it's going to be huge for him moving forward. But obviously going to be huge for the Heat. Uh, I think you talked to him after the game. You said that, that this weekend was huge for his confidence. You he think he's going to be back. Uh, a lot in the future so i think that's going to be huge for him uh but i think that's the big takeaway is that miami has it's not just jimmy butler and the butlerettes miami has a lot of talent a lot of young talent and i think uh they're going to be quite the destination once 2021 rolls around
4: alex looking at bam and yeah he he did say he plans to be back here every year and i don't see why there's any reason he shouldn't be in the mix going forward every year he's 22 i mean chris bosh I think started going when he was 23, and basically was there for more than a decade. That's another topic we're going to get to here on the show because that's heat related as well. But just looking at Bam, um, you know, I also asked him if he felt this was a breakout weekend, and he said it's been a breakout season. And I don't mean that the skills competition was the one thing that made him relevant. But I agree with Nakias that it showed you, like, okay, we know he's gifted and he's versatile. But, like, to see him do it again, I mean, literally, he left Spencer Dinwiddie in the dust. I mean, that guy won the competition before. And, like, him and Sabonis, who've been compared in some ways as maybe competing for that all-star spot, Sabonis couldn't catch up to him. I mean, he he looks like a different athlete than some of these other guys. Have we not sort of given enough credit to what Bam is going to be?
5: I mean, I don't really think so. I think us – specifically have given him more than enough credit all year but yeah uh it, it goes to show what the is talking about right now that he's he's gonna get the recognition going forward right this was just the start like especially with the timing that we got with the zach low article where there was even more of a spotlight on him to go along with the timing of all-star weekend him winning the skills challenge him participating in all-star in the all-star game i think it's just going to be one of many for him i wouldn't be surprised if he gets into double digits his career because he's so polished so ahead of his time I think as a 22 year old considering that he was always just a backup in his first year as a starter he proved to be a foundational piece within a month or two right like I think this guy is a lot better than pretty much anybody saw coming including the heat including us right I mean it's not that anybody was at fault but this guy was just so much better than we expected and I think he is really a foundational piece right like they've got somebody that they have to keep and it's obvious. I think he's going to be here, over and over and over again. And honestly, it was great to see him, be go three and zero on Siakam because you already know that he's shut down Siakam yeah. twice this season. And now, <laughs>
4: right.
5: yeah. So I don't. I
4: it's it was good to see. is it and isn't that would uh, we say Nikaias? That's his closest comp, at this point. Siakam.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah.
4: yeah. And yeah, like and, and like Alex said, he's he uh, he he's outplayed him when they've gone head to head, and and then beat him uh, in that competition. Alf, um, one of the things that kept coming up this weekend, and I'm going to get to some of Jimmy Butler's comments, including the Chicago comment, which I, I want to make sure we we throw out the window here a little bit. Um, but Jimmy and Bam keep playing this game where they talk about how the other is more important to the team's success. It's really cute. Um, who's, who's, I mean, I mean, it's sort of like D.J.J. saying Bam is the most athletic guy on the team and the best dunker on the team. Uh, you know, I mean, this is stuff that only really seems to happen with the heat. Whereas, you know, Simmons and Embiid are throwing the ball at each other on the court. Uh, what, what, uh, who's right, I guess. Who's right. Who, who's, who's more important to the heat success. Has it been Bam or has it been Jimmy?
2: I mean, it's hard to say. Cause, um, bam has missed no time and but jimmy has missed time and when jimmy misses time the heat don't look as good don't look nearly as good so just off of that alone you could say all right maybe maybe jimmy's the more important um the more important player to the heat success but the funny thing is man when you look at bam and it was tim legler just talking about his motor which is one of the things i feel like we talked about at the beginning of the year but as he's as we've seen more skill out of him we kind of forget the fact that he plays 38 minutes nonstop. Like, he's he's just a constant uh, ball of energy. That, what he brings to the table when he's on the floor, I don't even know if it if what Jimmy does is as important because he is so important to what they do defensively. And, and we've talked about how they need to be better defensively. Could you imagine if Bam, uh, Bam wasn't on this team right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how bad would the defense be if it <laughs> wasn't for Bam? Right. <laughs> like, so when you when you talk about who's more important, I think it, it's, it's it's. And now this is going to sound stupid, especially because Nakai is on the episode, and you know he's all about math and numbers. But <laughs> when you talk about the intangible stuff, I think Jimmy's the most important player on the team. I think he makes this team go. I think the entire team feeds off of his energy and feeds off of his personality, and they play the way they play because of Jimmy. But on the floor, basketball-wise, I think right now that Bam is their most important player because he brings the ball up on offense, they move, they do a lot of the things that they do on offense through him, and he's their best defender right now.
4: Yeah, and like I said, Jimmy said it again, uh, it's NBA TV that Bam's the most important player on the team. I want to get to some of Jimmy's comments, and then after the break, we'll, we'll start to touch on the competitions and particularly... Ah, uh, the Derek Jones Jr. one. But I, I stood in front of Jimmy Butler. he arrived late uh, to his own presser on Saturday, which was not unexpected. Um, and he's but he did sit there for about eighteen minutes and answered questions. The Chicago writers, um, bless their souls, um, Casey Johnson and Joe Kelly and all their others, were kind of trying to press him about whether or not he enjoyed his experience in Chicago and whether or not he ever wanted to return. And Jimmy threw this out there. And the only reason this raises alarm bells for Heat fans is because, you know, I I was among those who downplayed LeBron. I was at a practice in Cleveland in, I think, 2012. um, And it was during Lynn's Saturday, I remember, because LeBron and Dwayne were getting asked all these questions about Jeremy Lynn. And after they got asked them, they'd go and start laughing about it together as soon as the cameras left. Like, who the bleep is Jeremy Lin uh, while all this was going on for a month. And this was before the heat basically ended sanity. But I remember all this at that practice because LeBron kind of put, left the door open to come back to Cleveland someday. And I remember I got out of there and I was walking through a CVS and I reached LeBron's guy and I said, is there anything to this? And he said, no, he said, LeBron's just being polite. And I was like, okay. And of course we know now looking back in it and some of the stuff that Windhorse and others have written McMenamin, LeBron, that was there was that was a message to Dan Gilbert and to Cleveland ownership. I might be back here someday. Um, Jimmy was pressed on this and he kept saying, "I could see myself finishing my career in Chicago." Is this? I'll start. I'll start with you on this, Alf. Is this anything that Heat fans should be concerned about?
2: No, and there's a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, I do think he was just being polite, and he was talking to Chicago press. I know he started his career there, but it's not like he's from there. It's not the whole, it's not the LeBron Cleveland situation. And then second of all, by the time he goes back there, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, this is not going gonna, it's, it's gonna to sound pretty messed up, but it, I mean, how old will he be by the time this contract is up? Tibbs right?
4: years or real years? right? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, exactly. You, first of all, in, in real years, and then you add the Tibbs years to it. I mean, if he finishes his, his last couple of years in, in Chicago as a six man or something like that, who really cares? I think the Heat fan is going to get the best years out of Jimmy that you're going to see. And if he decides to go back to Chicago, which I think is laughable, I don't think that's going to happen. I I think he's one of these guys who probably just wants to finish his career here unless it's something like a Goran Dragon situation where in, in, you know, after his contract is up, the Heat just can't afford to bring him back for some reason. I think he's going to finish his career in Miami, but if he doesn't, I don't think those years that he would play in Chicago are going to be consequential at all.
4: Nikias, uh, what does it say that since Jimmy left, and I know we can talk about how the Bulls were a 500 team when Jimmy is their best player, but what does it say that since Jimmy left Minnesota, they've been a train wreck? Um, since he left Chicago, is there something worse than a train wreck? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, pe- I mean, they were chanting fire gar packs like every time Zach Levine met with the media this year, uh, this, this weekend. Um, and then, you know, obviously you look at Philadelphia not living up to expectations and seem to miss him. Does that say something? Is that, is that in your view? Cause I know you're studying it from the basketball perspective. Is that Jimmy's personality and what's being missed there? Or is that Jimmy the basketball player that's being missed there? And, and is he being, Joe Kelly asked this question. He's a big supporter of his. He writes for Chicago Sun-Times. And Billy said, do you feel you're underappreciated? And Jimmy's response was, well, I'm appreciated in Miami. Um, what, what, what do you make of that, that all of the teams Jimmy leaves are worse after?
3: Um, I think it speaks more to his on-court impact than any of the off-court stuff, just because of how, how much Jimmy drives on both ends of the floor. Um, in, Min- in Chicago, he was obviously a closer. In Minnesota, he was definitely the closer. Um, In Miami, he's been a closer. And you look at Chicago and you look at Minnesota, neither one of those teams really has anyone that can slam the door. And then once you get into the intangible stuff, just how hard he plays, the kind of standard that he tries to set, even though, you know, the way that he gets there, obviously rubs some people the wrong way in Minnesota specifically. But uh, I think just the kind of intensity that he brought and the kind of uh, – just kind of example he tried to set was something that's meant for a winning team, and it just didn't seem like either of those spots were really ready for that. Chicago tried to go more vet-heavy in then last year when they brought in Dwayne Wade and Ray John Rondo, but the organizational structure there was just kind of a mess. Um, it's a little bit of the same thing in Minnesota, at least when he was there. I, I actually like Minnesota's new um, management and ownership now, yeah, but uh, they, they're still a long ways off right now. So I think uh, just what Jimmy brought on the floor, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that they're missing.
4: All right, let's close the Jimmy Bam stuff here, Alex. With this, uh, the All Star Game—I was the first that you've attended in person—and and I, you know, we're going to talk about the format and, and DJJ after the break. But uh, one of the things that was a somewhat controversial is that Nick Nurse basically decided to play his two guys, Siakam and Lowry, endlessly <laughs> at the end of that game, and even playing Lowry with Kemba Walker, which meant you had all these terrible matchups on the court because they were so damn small. Uh, and, and, you know, just the way the switching worked out, it didn't work out very well. They lost the game. And, you know, I, I don't know that people were sort of calling for Bam to play, but there's sort of some question about why Jimmy – when Jimmy actually wanted to play this game. Like, he made it clear he wanted to be – he was going to be competitive in this game. This isn't like the one he asked out of in L.A. Um, I feel like they would have been better off at the end of that game, even though Jimmy wasn't playing particularly well, with him instead of Lowry or Siakam or somebody at the end of that game. Do you you think it would have made a difference? Are you surprised that Nick Nurse would not use him? Listen, uh, I
5: respect Nick Nurse a lot, right? He did a great job in his first year as a coach, winning the title, obviously, with great talent, but pretty much out-coaching everybody along the way in the playoffs. He's done an absolutely fantastic job this year. I think they're a top-six team on both ends, statistically. And, yeah, Nick Nurse, fire him from the All-Star game because the roster that he had out there – was a big one. And I think he didn't use it to his advantage. I think he rode Lowry and Kemba so hard. They they didn't sit, I feel like, in the whole fourth period. And, uh, like, Kemba wasn't that good. You know who else wasn't that good in that until he started getting those free throws? Uh, Joel Embiid. Yep, yep. And another thing, nurse, rookie move, man. Playing your your guys, both of your most important players for so long. Now you got to go through a stretch run where you're trying to beat all all the other teams for seeding. That's a rookie move, man. But yeah, yes, like he could have thrown out a lineup with like
1: Bam and go bam. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
5: And it mm-hmm. be and Giannis. You should have done that. I feel like that wins you the game right there. If you're, really, if you're really that innovative as a coach, why not th- throw that out in the all game? I mean, you're playing on, with a it- target score already.
4: It would have at least prevented guys from getting the rim. But that's the weird part about it. Most coaches don't want to play their guys in the all-star game. And he rode his two guys till the end. And, you know, I know Lowry took, what, 16 charges. But <laughs> but but even so, like, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. All right, we're going to get to the DJJ controversy. We're going to get to Chris Bosh uh, and a couple of other things here in terms of the format after the break. I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Servani Men's Custom Clothier wore some of the clothes up there in that group picture that I took with the Caius and, and Alex um, where, where I'm the only one wearing professional clothes, but it's good. I got, I got you both out of heat stuff. Um, how frustrating is it to shop for dress clothes? You can never seem to find the right fit, color, or style. Maybe you feel like you'll never know what to wear or how to wear it. You've got a wedding or a special event coming up, or you just wear professional attire daily. That's why you got to go see Blanco over at Savani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami, her private showroom located right across from Sunset Place. On Red Road, right above Shula's 357. Savani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call at 305. That's 305 310 two zero eight five. That's three oh five three one zero two zero eight five. Nothing fits like custom tailored clothes, so stop buying off the rack. All right, let's get to DJ J and Dwayne. Um I, I feel like Dwayne Wade is in more places now than he was when he was playing. Was he Good Morning America this morning? Ellen last week. You know, obviously he's in the middle of one controversy which I have a very strong opinion on. I don't know why anybody should tell Dwayne how to raise his child. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, and then he's in the middle of another controversy because people somehow think he rigged this for Derek Jones Jr. Um, Nakias, who won the dunk contest?
3: I think Derek Jones Jr. won the dunk contest. Um, just the, Taco Fall dunk, the controversy over the Taco Fall dunk was just it was a little much for me. Like, I understand the, the thought of dunking over a seven foot five man is absurd. And Aaron Gordon mostly pulled that off, but also he clipped him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can get a fifty for clipping the guy that you're trying to jump over. And if you're trying to I mean, if you're trying to clear a big man, get a big man that you can clear. But that you shouldn't get sympathy points, I don't think. Especially once you're that late in the contest, you're already in overtime, basically. So I mean Derrick Jones Jr. edged him out with that uh windmill basically from the free throw line. And I think that should just kind of be it.
4: It isn't that the thing. I mean, Derek, I know people said he redid the same dunk three times or very similar dunks, but he had dunks prepared for that. But Aaron Gordon didn't prepare the Taco Fall dunk. He just looked for the tallest guy he could jump over. Like, there was no prep there. There was no nothing. There was no planning. It was just Taco Fall just is tall. Yes.
5: So so uh, the other guy who was in charge of Taco Fall being selected here was Shaq. Shaq. Yes played for both the heat and the magic oh maybe (laughs) maybe he likes the heat a little bit more than the magic no but uh alf alf is back on and Nikias agrees with your take about uh taco fall being clipped i I know you were uh, attacking everybody on twitter
2: over that he wasn't clipped he was sexually assaulted
4: right (laughs) So on the next day though, he was fine though. He's, he's still tall. His head's not chopped off. He's still seven foot five,
2: but yeah, I'm surprised because what, it, what happened to him is illegal in most States. So,
3: <laughs> and As much as you talk about Derrick Jones Jr. Like doing variations of the same dunk Aaron Gordon quite literally did a Derrick Jones Jr. Dunk. I don't right, right like after that's it. Got- <laughs> No, it hasn't got enough attention.
4: And I, I think part of this is, and again, I don't want to pick on magic fans, but let's pick on magic fans. Um, since the year 2010, the Heat have made the playoffs 15 times. Or, excuse me, the Heat have won 15 playoff series. The Magic have won none. Uh, I, I feel like Magic fans like this is their championship, and yeah. I, I don't. I, 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 well, right, I don't feel like. I mean, look, Magic. The Magic organization is known for losing Shaq. When people think of the Heat, they don't even think of Shaq because they have two players who are more consequential in their history. Um, I, I just I feel like. This is an inferiority complex for Magic It's Like, let's 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 throw it in reverse, okay? We know that Heat fans, and I'll go to Alf on this first because you are, I guess, still the president of Heat Twitter. You're like Trump. Nobody's ever gonna get you out of the office, so you
5: are impeached already,
2: and nobody you're, you're, wants to be there either. Which is
4: no one, no one wants you there. It's the same as Trump. But like, you're just gonna be there forever. It's not. I mean, we named you. you you're you're king. Okay, whatever. You're you know you're you're, you're running North Korea. Uh, but basically, I, when I when I look at this, I, I'll ask you this question. If it was reversed, okay, if if Derrick Jones Jr. got screwed, which is what I thought was going to happen at the end, would Heat fans be reacting the way that Magic fans are acting?
2: No, we wouldn't be saying – we would. the Miami PD wouldn't be saying they're investigating a theft. Like It, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. We'd just be like, eh, Derrick Jones Jr. is the better dunker. He'll probably win it, win it next year. I think there would have been a d- disappointment, but we probably would have just talked a bunch of trash and and moved on. I mean, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't be this big of a deal. And and then it's not even just the Orlando fans; it's just all, it's just all NBA media and just NBA fans in general who just don't. And I, I know it's going to sound like I'm doing the thing where everyone hates Miami, but it's true. Everyone hates Miami mm. somehow. Dwayne Wade's this conspirator. And it's just, it's. It's this whole thing. And if it was, if it was in reverse, he, Twitter would have been mad for maybe the rest of that night. And then we would have moved on the next day. But okay. one I thing. Mean, they had nothing, what, else does, what else does Magic Twitter have to talk about?
4: I didn't even know what? Magic Twitter existed. What is it? <laughs> It's it's three people talking about how they lost to depot? Like, what? It's really what is, depressing, I, <laughs> just like the city. I mean, what? I mean, what is it like? I mean, downtown Orlando. I mean, I don't want to mock downtown Orlando, but downtown Orlando sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. That's what I've worst always said. Orlando,
2: Earth. Orlando is a cesspool. There's just nothing <laughs> going on there. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, nothing uh, but uh, hospitality uh, workers and just depressed uh,
4: college uh, students uh, who it, couldn't it, get into UF. It it, it ha- well. I mean, it's basically just wow. awful houses. It's it's. What, <laughs> What is Orlando? Orlando is Orlando is the only city with an arena where the Heat have to stay at a Marriott property because there's no place else to stay downtown, which is the reason why we always used to stay in the Heat hotel. Why don't they stay in the Run Disney into LeBron hotel? in the bar? I mean,
5: <laughs> just stay in the, in the Disney. Disney's castle. not even
4: Orlando, though. It's like it's like saying that it's like saying that our stadium is in is in South Beach, but it's not. Disney's not in Orlando. It's it. Kissing it's me, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. It's, anyway, the the point is. I mean, is there an like people were saying who I should pick on next. They're like, pick on Hawks Twitter. Like does,
2: does Hawks Twitter exist? Is that no. a thing? No, Hawks right. Twitter doesn't exist. Hawks fans don't exist. Right. Oh, did I ever tell you I got season tickets for the Hawks for $210
5: for the whole season?
4: First row? <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, one uh, more thing though. Can we, well, over, can we go over the validity of the D-Wade controversy? Because it's yes. very interesting. Yes. I'm sorry. There's no way you can deny. It. And listen. When it happened, I'm very much on on the same side as you guys here. Like I'm I'm not gonna do the thing where I picked the other side just to go against you because I can't go against Derek Jones Jr. I love watching him dunk. It was incredible seeing it in person. I do think he won. And I don't want to hear the whole creativity argument because Chance got dunked over like three times and what you guys said about. <laughs> He's the five foot
4: dunk. two. Find a bigger yeah. rapper, J. Cole six three. He was standing. Find a new slant. Head. Right. <laughs> but,
5: find a new slant. But no, but the D Wade thing is very interesting, man, because even though we could say that the whole thing about uh, everybody conspiring to keep giving overtimes is kind of BS, which it is, it should I, like I think it should be natural. Even though the overtimes is really cool and it ended up being a great result, uh, D Wade is still the judge, right? He can still do whatever he wants at that pick. Like I'm not really gonna sit here and cry, like why didn't he conspire and conform to what everybody else wanted to do? I Listen, think his, why should he? This role is so cool, but What's it's like. Important. The, the 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 proof is right there though. Like he threw off the the earpiece that he had before the score was even revealed. Common and Scotty were both looking right at him. It's and, and then the reporting that came out after from Ramona Shelburne and VSPN was like it pointed so much at D Wade that like she should have just said it was Dwayne Wade. Well, but he's but not the only inspired, one who gave
4: would, him a nine though. That's but why were they understand? inspiring
2: in the first place?
5: And the right. whole thing is like For another all dunk the way, off.
2: All the way up to that Taco Fall dunk, it was neck and neck. Like, let's not act yeah. like Aaron Gordon's performance was trash. It was, no, a, it that's was an what, amazing No, but that's was reported.
5: Ramona Shelburne was Yeah, I know,
2: I know what you're saying. But up until that Taco Fall dunk, I don't care what they conspired beforehand, after what he did to the back of Taco Fall's neck, like, you can't give him a 10. <laughs> it didn't even deserve a nine. It, it, it was He vaulted off with Taco, uh, Taco Fall, held the ball. He vaulted off the ball and still was all over the back of the guy's neck. He was giving him a piggyback ride. It was it was ridiculous.
4: <laughs> why don't I just want to understand why don't they do this? Why don't I, I, maybe one of you guys suggested this and I'm stealing it? But I but this is the easiest way. Just judge the dunks against each other in the extra rounds. That's all. Who had the better dunk? They both dunk and then the five judges. Yeah, you hold up a Better dunk. You hold up right. a name. Right, instead of because the, thing.
2: the problem is they 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 ruined the scoring by giving everything everything fifties early early on. Right. So now everything is skewed for the rest of the, the the rest of the um the contest. Well, they gave
4: the Dwight Howard dunk a forty nine, didn't they? That was not a forty nine.
2: And because it was the sentimental Kobe thing, so I understood. I mean, I get it. The thing it was the thing was his first dunk was actually very underrated, but they knew yeah. he wasn't going to win, so they could give him a forty nine and out of respect for Kobe. The, the whole
4: judging is so stupid. And I mean, we, also,
2: and pick somebody beside Chadwick Boseman, somebody who actually wants to be there. Because right. <laughs> Chadwick had absolutely no interest in the dunk
3: contest. No, Look, I, if people have Wakanda forever, that man. It's an oppression. <laughs> he just doesn't want to be out in the public at this point. <laughs> He's beating it out of him, man. Oh my
4: God. All right. We got two more things to get to. We got to get to them quick here because this thing's going to run out on us. Uh, real quick uh, 20 seconds or less, each of you. Did you like the new format, Nikias, for the All Star game?
3: Yes, I did. Got to do something with the free throws at the end. Um, I saw, I cannot remember who. I think it was Coop, actually. It's Coop. Cooper had a great
4: yeah. idea. Great
3: idea. Yeah, basically, that. if you're tied late in the game, you're taking free throws. Once you make the free throws, instead of them being added to your score, it deducts from your opponent's score. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea just so you have to end the game on a bucket. But yeah. other than that, the
4: format's great. You guys like it?
2: I like it, and I like it even more because everyone complained about it beforehand <laughs> because that's what we do on Twitter. We just complain <laughs> about things without giving them a chance it was it's like a it's like the draft or anything else. a draft trade uh new rules for a stupid all star game. Twitter gets apoplectic about the dumbest things, and then it happens. Oh wow, it was great, so yeah, basically, that was a jay Crowder of events. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I like how like Twitter has warped us so much that we root for everybody being upset that their original overreactions were were wrong. What, like like Tyler,
4: like... like Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'll call a few of you guys out on that. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! We're right uh, here. I I All right, last uh, last one here, Chris Bosch. Wingspan. I, wanna, I wingspan. Right? I want to hit on this before <laughs> we go, uh, Chris Bosh. Uh, the more I look at this, the more I understand it. I know Chris is upset by it, not making the Hall of Fame finalist group on his first try. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I saw that he sort of responded to some tweets. I think Chris has taken it personally. I, I, I don't understand the Basketball Hall of Fame. They seem to change the rules every year. I don't know who votes. They keep it a big secret, unlike the NFL, the Football Hall of Fame, where you know who the voters are, um, and they reveal their votes later on at times. So I don't know what the hell this is. They've got the international. they got the women's. They, it's all over the place. They apparently changed the rule that you know how many international players, how many women could get in this year, so that they could spotlight the top of the class, and then they only took two, three players, who are three of the greatest players of all time. Okay, Kobe, Garnett, and Duncan. So I understand Bosch is not at that level. Did you guys, Alex, you were particularly pissed about this at first. He did. Have you have you have you calmed down about this? I'm still fuming at the eaters.
5: I'm my, my face is still red. I'm still fuming at the ears, but I think my face is still red because of the snow. But, <laughs> but no, honestly, you know what my real take is? After having thought, that, ah, you can't put him over Garnett. You know what my real take is? You know, you zoom out a little bit, and Garnett and Bosch have had some similar careers, huh? Um, yeah. They were both. They, were, they both didn't do much with their original teams after years of just wasting time and looking like really, really good talents, even though Garnett was the better defensive one. And then they joined super teams and won titles. So what I'm saying here is Ring should be the tiebreaker, Boss should be an over KG. That's my take.
4: <laughs> oh, come on. <coughs> That's my take. Is, I'm going to Nakaius on this. Nikaias, are you fuming at this? That Chris Boston didn't, didn't wasn't a finalist on his first try.
3: Uh no, I'm not fuming. Just because of the guys that went in ahead of him. Like I, Chris is gonna get in. And honestly, I mean just the ballot thing is kind of weird. I really don't know what the rules are on what the limits are, how many people can get in. So that kind of needs to be made more clear and needs to be more transparent. I want more transparency in voting period. Right. But we need to get that together, but no, I'm fine. Chris is going to get in. He obviously deserves to get in. Uh, what was the stat? I think he's like the only 11 time all-star that isn't in the hall of fame right now. Like it's not going to be a big deal for long. It just kind of thinks that he's not getting honored soon enough, I guess. Is, I think it's all gonna work
4: yeah, out. I, I think the best thing for him is that he's gonna have more of the stage to himself next year. I know Ben Wallace is still out there. There's a couple of players that are still out there, but Chris Weber Chris, and Chris Weber Hardaway. Be. It's well, Timmy, I think Timmy's screwed. I think Timmy's screwed. Timmy's done everything he can to repair That's them, terrible. and I, it's just I, he's given up on it. I, I just I mean, I, I've never seen an athlete do more to try to repair a mistake and still nobody cares it's it's amazing um alf i will leave this final thought for you uh and then we're going to do a total separate heat pod and we got it this got to be quick uh overall impressions this heat weekend was
2: um, i thought it was a cutting out party mostly for bam and just showing the entire league how much young talent that the heat have Um, the, the Zach Lowe article, like Alex said earlier, kind of just set the stage for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And I I just think, um, that it just see the camaraderie I saw on the bench at the dunk contest was one of the coolest things that I saw that they all the heat guys sat together. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times you don't see that. It's usually a weekend where all the stars commingle, but all the heat guys were right together on the bench. Derek Jones Jr. Went back there after every single dunk to make sure he talked to UD and all the different guys, and UD looked like he had the time of his life. I really felt like they needed this, like they really, really needed this break. I mean, uh, Jimmy's talked about it a little bit, like he's going to spend the next two days not doing shit, and I believe him. Um, but then, I, so I feel like they're really setting themselves up for the stretch run. It was, a, it was a good weekend and it was a good break for the guys.
4: All right, check out uh, obviously our contests. If you got to replay it, go back to the beginning of the podcast because you've got very limited time on that one. Also, check out Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, com. Spell it out, O N E, calllegal.com. That's where you can have all of your legal needs handled slip and fall, personal injury, traffic tickets, immigration, sports law. They handle everything based there right there in North Miami. but They handle cases from all over the state. So if you got any issue, as soon as the podcast is over, one. Calllegal.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.